Deanna Guterres survived by former spouse Israel Joseph Guterres Jr., son Israel Joseph Guterres III, daughter-in-law Desiree Marie Guterres, grandsons Angel Julian Guterres, Santos Miguel Guterres, granddaughter Evelyn Rose Guterres, all of Hesperia, California, son Eric Isaac Guterres, daughter-in-law Ana Diaz, granddaughter Christina Valeria Guterres, Hesperia, California. Mother, Sally Marie Davis O'Connor, Colton, California. Father, Larry Wade Davis Sr., Chattanooga, Tennessee. Sister, Connie Valdez, Dodge City, Kansas. Kansas. Brother, Larry Wade Davis Jr., Payette, Indiana. In-laws, Israel Joseph Guterres and Mary Helen Guterres, Victorville, California. Many aunts, uncles, cousins, nieces, nephews, sister-in-laws, and brother-in-laws. Proceeded in death by maternal grandparents Mike and Geneva Valdez, Dodge City, Kansas. Paternal grandparents Bobby and Delphia Davis, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Loved by all and missed by many. Amen. We have anybody who would like to come up and say a few words at this time. We'll open it up for anyone that's prepared something. I thought it would be easier, but it never does get easy when you lose somebody that you care about. Deanna's always had a special place in our hearts for a long time, even after she um, went on her own path. Um, but one thing that I know is that we never stop praying for her. We never stop loving her, and although that we wish we would have had more time with her, we believe that God answered our prayers and brought her home. And, um, you know, I just think back, you know, in time, um, Deanna uh, would cover up for me <laughs> when I did stuff that I wasn't supposed to. She pretended to be my mom. Um, when the school called, <laughs> and um, she would uh, forge my mom's signature, so excuse me for my absences. <laughs> um, but then um, I got, oh, I think you're barely finding that out, mom. <laughs> um, but, um, and then there was another incident that, um, there was a mutual person at school that we didn't get along with, and I didn't know at the time, but Deanna had also gone to school with this person at a different school. So when we um, got called into the principal's office because um, we were told that we were harassing her at work, we're like, that wasn't me, and it turned out it was Deanna, and I got in trouble for it. So. <laughs> I'm like, how does that, I guess they just figured we were related, so um, that's good enough. Somebody has to get in trouble. <laughs> but, um, you know, but we've, you know, we've been through a lot with, with Deanna, and, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm thankful where she's at. She's home in heaven, 
you know, with the Lord, and it doesn't matter, you know, anything for anyone. It doesn't matter what your past is. It's what you do in the future, you know, what your future holds. And, you know, if you don't know the Lord, it's only going to be the grace of God that, you know, can set us free from any bondage that we might be in. And so I just encourage you to um, surrender, surrender your life to the Lord. You know, if you don't have that hope of heaven and you want to see Deanna, you know, that's our assurance is when we give our life to the Lord and that we know that we will see her because this earth is just temporary and eventually all of us are going to go home one day and it's up to us to decide where we want to be. And so um, I just want to, you know, um, express my love to, you know, Pops and Aaron and Sally and, and you know, just everybody that's here. Um, you know, I know it's difficult, you know, during times like this, but just know that, you know, there's a lot of people that love you and that are praying for you and that are here for you. And, um, you know, it's not something that you'll ever forget, but... I know that with the love of your family, um, you know, the wounds get easier. So just want to say I love you all. Anybody else? I really don't have much to say. All I can say is, like, if you have kids, you need to take care of them. Because, like, they'll take care of you eventually. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter good or bad or whatever. They will always be there for you. So be there for them. And I love my mom. No matter what. That's it. Just stand up for what you believe in and always be there for your kids. Hi. I'm Israel Sr. Um, yeah, that was like, well, she was my daughter. And I always had a special place in my heart for her. Um, but me and her used to always kid around, and I know whoever was around us at this time, they're going to remember this. That we had a habit of using this word. Hopefully I say it right. Hey, bloody rancoray. <laughs> we always use that word. I know the family that was like Megan, she probably remembers that. And we used to always try to beat each other. Hey, bloody rancoray, what are you doing? And it was just a thing we had between us, but uh, I know my Deanna's in a better home right now, that someday we'll be there because God made me a promise many years ago that if we receive him into his heart, no matter what we do, it's not what we do, it's what God did on the cross. So, And uh, another thing, too, that she gave me some special kids, um, my oldest grandson, like I tell Pops, man, you're my oldest grandson, man, I love you, mijo. And it was funny because... When he got married, he asked me to be his best man at his wedding. I go, why me? Don't you got friends? And he started laughing. Not that I didn't want to, but he started, he goes, no, Grandpa, but you're, you're my real friend. You're my grandpa. 
And I thought that was awesome. So I told Mijo, man, you're my oldest grandson. Mijo, I love you. You're the oldest of the bunch, you know. I got a, I've been blessed with a lot of grandkids, but he's my oldest. And I, I just want to let him know and Aaron that I love him like my own kids. And and uh, I know that Deanna's resting and she's in a better place, no more pain. A lot of times I know it's hard. It's hard because we're left behind, but someday that's our goal. We'll get there. And like Ruby was sharing, it's not what we do. All you got to do is accept him in your heart and try to do his will. Because we're, we're, as long as we're on this earth, we're always going to make mistakes. But as long as we know who we're serving, giving time to our Lord Jesus Christ, it's, he already paid the price on the cross. So, so anyway, that's all I had to share. But I love my Deanna, and I always tell Pops, his daughter is another little Deanna. When she grows up, I believe that we're going to see Deanna and the family. Because I seen Deanna when she was a little girl. I used to have a little picture at home where I always pray for her. And I, used to, like Papa was saying, love your kids because we don't know the past what they choose down the road. But if you bring them, in the, bring them up in the word of God, they're always going to return. Even though they fall, they always remember and they'll come back. And the main key word, because even God says he don't want nobody to perish. And that's why he gives us more time. And I believe that he's giving time for our loved ones that are still out there that will come to repentance. And I, I believe that God has a purpose for every one of us that's here. And that's all I wanted to share. God bless you guys. And, and we'll be praying for the family. And we love you, Deanna. Always have. Hi, my name's Alberta and Shondo. Dot City, Kansas. I'll never forget the day that Deanna came to Kansas. She went to the truck stop at, at Spearville, which is past Dot City. And a trucker called my dad. We all sat down for supper, and dad answered the phone, and he said, uh, who is this? And he says, well, he says, Mike, I said, I've known you for years. He said, I'm a truck driver. He says, and I brought your granddaughter out here. He said, from where? He's from California. And he says, which granddaughter? He says, you know, Deanna. He says, well, I'll be right there. So dad went to Spearville, picked her up, and brought her back. And we said, Deanna, what are you doing? She says, well, I just wanted to come see the family. Nobody bring me, so I figured I might as well hitchhike. So I did. All the way from California to Kansas, she came. She was with us about a month, month and a half. And I told her, she says, Dan, Berta, where do you live? I said, in, in uh or by planes of mead. I said, why? She said, well, you know what? Dusty's not that big, but there's a lot of game banners here, huh? I said, yeah. I said, why? She said, I don't want to be here. She goes, can I go with you? You're a smaller, smaller town. I said, sure, you can go with me honey, if you want to. So she goes with me, and she's always walking around everywhere. And next thing I know, she's got my middle daughter's clothes on. And I said, honey, I said, what are you doing? I said, well, you got these clothes on instead of yours. She goes, well, mine were dirty, so I figured I'd wear hers. I said, oh, okay. So I didn't worry about it. And then she tells me, she says, you know what? I said, what? She goes, I was walking around over here and over by the, by the cemetery and stuff. She was in the police stop me. I said, for what? She goes, he thought I was crazy, and he told me he didn't want to take me in and do a psych test on me. He said, but you know what? I said, what? She goes, I know how to pass all that already. She goes, and you know what's the funny thing about it is? I said, what? She goes, he even asked me out, she said. <laughs>
before it was all said and done, I said, Deanna, I said, come on, I said, don't, don't be out here. I said, like that, I said, you know, the sheriff's kind of funny out here. And she says, I know. She goes, but he took me all the way to meet. She said, take that, do that test. She goes, and I passed it with flying colors, she said. <laughs> she goes, I know what I'm doing, she says. Well, I started laughing. And then one day she told me, she says, Aunt Bird, I said, what? She goes, I'm going to make Hector something to eat, which is my husband. We've been married 40-some years. And I said, what are you doing? She says, I'm making his lunch. I said, well, what'd you make? She goes, you know, all the leftovers in the refrigerator, I just mixed them all up in one, rolled them up in burritos, and there's his lunch. <laughs> I said, oh, my God, Deanna. Hector looks at me, and I look at him, and he says, I said, honey, have a good lunch. <laughs> I didn't have a hard tell her that he wasn't going to eat it. <laughs> But she did. She put it all on a pan and mixed it all up, rolled it up in real nice burritos and handed it to him, you know. Here's your lunch. I said, okay, have a good lunch, honey. <laughs> Out the door he went, you know. He just looked at me and shook his head. But every day she made him lunch. She wouldn't let me make it. She had to make it. And he'd tell me, he says, honey, you see some concoctions she, she put in that pan? I said, yes, I did. But you got ketchup and mustard, I told him. <laughs> I love her a lot and I'll miss her. She was, she was one that was always... If nobody else come and seen us, she did. Even if it was hitchhiking. When she went back, she went back hitchhiking too. She wouldn't let anybody take her or put her on a train or nothing. Nope, I, I got her this way, I'll leave this way. You know? So she always did. And Sally, I'm sorry for your loss. Connie, you guys. We'll love her always. She's always been our heart. Pops, you guys, you guys know how much we love you guys. Don't ever forget it. You guys mean a lot to us. So I had sure. Yeah, I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> um, so a friend, a friend of ours um, that couldn't make it, she did send a message, and um, she just wanted. Sorry, I'm short, so Mike had to come down. <laughs> um, so it's um, from a friend, Cynthia, um, and she just says, I'm sorry that I can't be there in person, but I didn't want to miss the opportunity to share my memories with you all. I only know Deanna as a healthy young teenager, mom, wife, and friend. I met her through um, my family, the Guterreses. Um, I lived with them uh, for, all, for a couple of years, and at that time she was married to Israel, Junior and eventually had Pops and Aaron. We hung out a lot and had many conversations about life and are then husbands. Her ex-husband, Joe, and Deanna's ex-husband, Israel. Deanna and myself hung out all the time and our kids would play together. She was so funny and had a beautiful smile. She was kind, sweet, and a great friend to me. So many wonderful memories and laughs I was heartbroken to know she had taken a different path in life and that she had it tough. It gives me comfort to know that she is at peace with our Heavenly Father. I'm grateful to have known her and shared life with her. I will never forget her or our times together. She will always have a special place in my heart. To Pops and Aaron, I am sorry for your loss and I'm so happy that you spent her last days with her. I know she loved you guys, because that's how I remember her. She loved you guys so much and was a great mother who cared for you guys and everything she had. Don't let her 
Don't let uh, the worldly life rob you of knowing how great of a mother she was in the beginning of your lives. And so um, she just wants to extend her love to you guys. Um, and, you know, she's praying for you all. Good morning, everyone. I just want to thank everybody for being here today. Um, as we all know, we're going to, we're celebrating Deanna's life. Um, Deanna came into this world, this beautiful young woman, and she met my son. They got married. They had two beautiful children together. She was the most loving mother anybody can have. You know, she just cared for her kids. Um, someone asked me what kind of music she liked. The only thing I can remember is Apples and Bananas by Barney. That, that's, what she, that's all she had on all the time. Anyway, so she came into this world. She, as an adult, she was, she was a good person, and she wanted to do everything right to a point where she, where she was unhappy with herself. She started um, trying to diet, to lose weight, to fix herself, to make herself a better person. She was already a good person, but she tried, started with the diet pills, and then a little bit here, and a little bit more, and before you knew it, she was lost in this world, and everybody saw what happened to her towards the end, but that wasn't her. That was just what the drugs did to her, and, you've, and anybody's thinking or contemplating about doing drugs, don't, because this is the end results. You know, we all know, we all know what happened. We all saw her. Saw her. We saw this beautiful young woman just just shrivel up to this young, this little person that we didn't know anymore. But she gave so much love, and we know that she had to have come into this world not just to, not just to come in and then go off into the, into the distance. She came in for a reason. There has to be a purpose in her life, and her purpose are her children here. You know? So let her be an example to what can happen, you know, if you don't, if you, Go that way. This is what can happen. Just make her her life mean something to you in your life, and know that you know what we can all come out of it. Let her let her mean something that what what she went through mean, means something in our lives. And if you're contemplating doing drugs, don't do it. If you've done it, stop. You know we need we need everyone here. We need we're a family, and we should stick together as a family. And love each other. Just love each and every one of your of your children, of your of your brothers, your siblings. Hug each other. Tell them you love you love them because you don't know what tomorrow holds. Okay. Thank you, guys. My name is Connie. I'm Deanna's sister. Um, I was going to read something out of this book called God's Promises for Your Every Need, and it has one in here on grief, and it says. Um, but I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, because concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so, God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. So um, I've had a lot of death in my family, and um, this is not easy for me. I love my sister a lot. And I've struggled with drugs most of my life. And I just wish I could have done something to help her. You no, know, I prayed a lot for God to heal her. 
And he did, just not the way I wanted him to heal her. But she's no longer in pain. She's no longer suffering. She's perfect. She's beautiful. She's healthy. She's happy. And she's with the Lord. So, you know, we got God's promises, and all his promises are true. And this is what gets us through these t- difficult times, is to know that we have a loving Father. No matter what we've done, he's forgiving. We can never run too far from his love. Um, one time, I can remember when me and Deanna was drinking in Uncle Randy's house, um, <laughs> out on the little porch, and we were drunk. We had some boys, and I don't know how they got there, but... <laughs> Anyways, he comes out, flips the light on. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Okay, girls, you boys need to go, and you girls need to come in the house. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? <laughs> so the boys leave, of course, because Uncle Randy wasn't playing. <laughs> he said go, and they left in a hurry. So I'm, like, looking at Deanna. She's like, come on. I was like, where are we going? She's like, just come on. They're waiting for us down the street. <laughs> All right, let's go. <laughs> so we took off, and, well, the next day he came and found us, and, I was all scared, you know, because my grandpa, he's really strict. He came from the military, and I'm like, it's Uncle Randy. She's like, oh. <laughs> it's like, well, this lady's like, it's your uncle, and you guys need to come outside. And so we're like standing there. He's like, let's go, girls. Where are we going? I'm going to take you, get something to eat, and I'm taking you home. <laughs> and that was it. He never said anymore. I was like, wow. <laughs> he's not even mad. <laughs> What's wrong with this guy? <laughs> I just thought we were dead for sure. <laughs> I don't know, I thought I was going to get some knots in the head, pull my hair, kick in the butt or something. Because, you know, my grandpa and grandma did a lot of chasing me around through the years. And it's only by the grace of God that, you know, that I'm still standing here right now. And like I said, I did a lot of praying for my sister. I was very, very hurt when she passed because she got better. She was getting better and had a lot of faith. And I was standing on God's word and... And when he did it, heal her, you know, the way I wanted him to heal her, it broke my heart. But, you know, that's where we're all going. We're all going to heaven. She's just the lucky one to get to go before us, you know, because that's our destination, every one of us. And um, I've been in our recovery for, well, I haven't really been in our recovery. I've been off their high for 35 years. And I don't know. We definitely have a purpose. Like, what's her name? Yeah, Mary. Mary was saying everyone has a purpose in this life. And um, for me, it's like we kind of like have a halfway house going on at our house. We take in addicts and we take them to church. And I've got a whole bunch of people texting me right now. Where are you at, Mom? Are you coming back, Mom? My kids haven't texted me, but I've got all the... My mom's like, do you know anybody that doesn't have any felonies? I said, not really. (laughs) But, you know, so... And the Bible says, you know, the, it, the one who has sinned a lot loves a lot. And those who have sinned little, well, those who have sinned a lot forgive a lot. And those who have sinned little forgive little. And so, like, for me, you know, I'm probably the biggest mess up. Well, yeah, in Dodge City, which notorious is not good at all. <laughs> My friends are like, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm only popular at the sheriff's office and the police department that does not count <laughs> that's the only place um they definitely have my number but anyways just drugs and alcohol you know they're not the way you know life Deanna's life was cut short 
And um, I kind of felt like I let her down. I wish that I would have been clean and sober. So the times she did come out to me, I would have been able to help her. I'm just grateful for the the month that I did have with her. And I'm grateful for technology because we did a lot of FaceTime. She knew who I was. And we got to talk. And I got to hear her laugh. And God is good. And like they said, you know, and it can happen to anybody, you know, anybody. So I just feel that for you boys, just stay close to the Lord. Mom, stay close to God. He's going to help you through this. He'll never let you down. Thank you. No, I'm not going to play already. <laughs> I, uh, I'm here because I'm a friend of Sally's. We've known each other for a long time. And now I've grown to meet so many of the family. And we've had some good conversations. I don't know the Deanna that you know, but I was able to be with the Deanna for the last couple of months of her life. All I can figure out from the mischievousness that she exhibited in, when you knew her, and now hearing the words of her sister, that this obviously must come from Sally. <laughs> so, I don't know what to say about that. I know Sally has tried to do things right in her life, made some changes, and um, she's a wonderful mother to her daughter. And it was very interesting for me to watch as Deanna lived in, our, in my home, very ill, and, and to watch her mother care for her. <laughs> Sorry, like she did. Through the years, Sally had uh, really tried to get Deanna to change her lifestyle. And my only regret is that I didn't help Sally do more to get this girl some help. Because when we did get that opportunity, it was too late. We had some fun in the home. She was a funny young lady, even though she was very ill. I would tease her almost every day about cutting her hair. She wouldn't let me. <laughs> she was so happy to be and have a roof over her head and to have food to eat. She cooked constantly. It, it was hard to keep enough food in the refrigerator for her. A pound of bacon was one breakfast. A dozen eggs was lunch. Uh, it was very interesting to watch. So I'm sorry she's gone. Sally and I had hoped that there was hope for her. And when she went for medical attention immediately, they jumped right on it. They gave her every possible chance to live, provided every possible care. And we're both, I'm very sad that... Uh, it didn't work out. 
because I know had it been otherwise, she would have been a different person very shortly and returned to being the loving mother and the, and the wonderful sister and the daughter that she once had been. So I'm pleased to know so many family members. I'm sorry that we've met under these conditions. Uh, I'm thankful for the time I got to spend with Deanna and just, just will regret that there couldn't have been more. Thank you. Hi guys, uh, my name is Laura. I am Deanna's little cousin. And even though Deanna, you know, lived her life the way that she did, I hold on to the person that I grew up to know. She was funny. She was so funny. And her laugh was so contagious. Like, she would just walk into a room, and I would remember being a little girl at her house, and just, like, I loved how she just lit up a room that she walked into, and she captivated everybody in it. And she was so funny. And uh, I remember going over and playing with Pops and Aaron in the backyard when she was um, married to Israel and you guys would have these big old parties and everybody would have like a good time. <laughs> I believe it. But um, it, it was sad to see um, Deanna go to the path that she did. It made me really sad. And even though she's um, lived out the last couple months, you know, and it was too late. I would tell my sister Megan when she would text me, I don't want to see pictures of her like that because that's not how I remember her. I remember her so full of life and being a good mom to you guys. Like, this is what breaks my heart the most for you and Aaron Pops. And then I know that none of us could put ourselves in your guys' shoes and to tell you that we know how you guys feel because we do not. But what I can tell you, both of you guys, is that growing up and being there, your guys' mom loved you. <laughs> and that's the thing that, you know, everyone's talking about drugs and stuff. It gets a hold of you, and it just takes over who you are. But your mom loved you guys. I used to sit there and play with you guys, and she would make us macaroni and cheese and hot dogs. <laughs> Why? I remembered, I don't know, but she just made it the best. <laughs> so I would get excited going over there, and she would cook for us, and we'd be playing in the back with the boys with their trucks, and she would just be there taking care of us and loving us and making us laugh, and that's the way I want everyone to remember her, you know, and we don't know what the future holds, but, you know, love everybody, make time to see somebody, um, I remember years ago, I was driving down the road, and um, I hadn't seen her for a long time. And I looked over, and it was late at night. And I 
told my, my ex-wife, and I said, pull over, that's my cousin. And she looked horrible. And you know, my dad, he has three daughters. He wants the best for us, and he was worried about her. And I said, Diana, get in the car. And she's like, oh, Laura, hi, me, huh? I'm like, oh, my God, you're so big. And, and I just, you know, it broke my heart to see her like that, but I couldn't just drive past her. So I told her, get in the car. And even though my dad was a little upset with me because he was worried about me, um, I told her, go in the house, go take a shower. Here's some clothes, here's some shoes, here's some food. And just try to tell her, like, we're all here and we love her. And our boys need her, and if she wants help, we're here. She wasn't ready yet. But that was the last time I saw Deanna. She wanted me to drop her back off down the street, and I just told her, are you sure? And she said, yeah, mija. I said, okay. You know, I didn't think that would be the last time I saw her, but I'm happy that I didn't drive past her, even though she was sick, even though the drugs had gotten such a hold of her in her life. I find comfort in knowing that the last time I saw her, I tried to help her. And I told her how much I loved her, and I told her that the family's here if she wants help, that we're always going to be here. And told her I loved her and gave her a kiss, and that was the last time I saw her. But like earlier, um, I don't want everyone to remember her for the drugs and for maybe the absent mother that she was. I know that she was, but at some point she really loved everybody and she was a good person. Hi, Megan. I'm Deanna's uh, other little cousin. <sighs> Growing up, Deanna and I were always together, even though she was older than me. She was like my big sister, my other mom. <laughs> I used to tease Israel and Deanna that I was like their daughter because they were always, always with them. Wherever they went, they would come pick me up. Mm -hmm. We'd wait for Deanna to get out of work and Israel would take me to Baskin Robbins and <laughs> buy me clown ice creams. <laughs> Deanna would pick her up. My teeth were blue. And she wanted to know what Israel fed me. And I had ice cream before dinner. She didn't like that. <laughs> but I was always, always with them. She taught me to cook and to clean. I always remember always playing her music loud, loud, loud. And I knew I heard her music, it was cleaning time. So we'd all get up and clean and get everything ready and started for the day. She was the best cook. You know, we always, she taught me how to cook. 
I swear I'm a good cook. <laughs> she told her how to cook, cook well. <laughs> I go to my sister's house. I don't even care what she's cooking. I don't know, like it. You know, pop scenario, you know, I was with them all the time and helping take care of them and, you know, always together. You know, even when things got rough, you know, they were, Israel and Diana were both still always there with us and for us if we needed anything and, she was an amazing mom, you know, just her smile, her laugh. You could have a bad day and go, and she always knew how to cheer you up and make everything better. Then I got to be a teenager, and she'd, I'd get in trouble with her because I couldn't pull any fast ones with her. <laughs> Israel would come home from work, and I'm clean, and she's not doing anything but watching me because <laughs> I was in trouble, and to keep her from telling my mom, I had to be the one to, okay, okay, don't tell my mom what do you want me to do. Oh, you're cleaning. Dang it. Baseboards and walls. <laughs> but I do it because I didn't want her to tell my mom. She covered for me a lot and kept me out of trouble and smacked me around if I didn't do what I was supposed to. You know, and I'll always be thankful for her for that, you know. She, uh, she was my other mom. And When she did get bad, she would still come back and check on me. And I tried a lot of times to, you know, go and get help. Hell, I told her I'd go check myself, and there wasn't nothing wrong with me, but <laughs> I'd go anyways for her. There's nothing I would have not done for her. I'm just thankful that Deanna's friend called Aunt Sally. And she was able to bring her home and that she wasn't wanting to go back in the streets because normally it wasn't for long she would stay home. You know, everybody in here tried to help her in one way or another. And, you know, I'm thankful that she, was, she did come home and she died at home, you know, surrounded by everyone who loved her, her boys. You know, Pops and Aaron, I'm so proud of you guys for stepping up like you did. I know you guys have your own families and your own responsibilities and, you know, you guys still were there for her even when she wasn't there for you. And that takes very big people and just shows the kind of young men you guys have turned into. And, you know, that means a lot to me. It means a lot to our family. And I know it meant a lot to her that she knows that you guys were there for her, you know. And Desi, thank you for supporting Pops and being there. You know, I know that's not easy, being a single parent, why he's down at home when you guys have your own family. You know, it's hard, and it takes a strong woman to be there, you know, and support him for that. You know, it's been a rough road for the last few months, you know, but everybody's come together, you know. Thanks to Mary and Ruby for all your guys' help. Thank you to Desi for helping with all the picture collages. They're beautiful, and the candles look beautiful. <coughs> You know, we couldn't have done it with everybody's help. And, you know, I wanted to tell you guys thank you from the bottom of my heart. <coughs> I love you boys. I know we've lost our touch and lost our, you know, connection for a while. But the important things were back together again. And, you know, we've always loved you. And you know that you guys have a big family. And, you know, we're your here. mom would want that, you know. And I'm just happy that she got to spend her last days with you guys and that you guys were there for her. Because like you said, Pops, no matter what, that's your mom and you only get one. Right or wrong or indifferent, you know? 
but you know when she was good there was nothing she wouldn't do for you boys i mean come on pops you were in a the cutest co baby contest and won <laughs> 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 no papa you're never gonna live that down <laughs> You guys were always dressed well. You, she always took care of you. Your your dad made sure you guys never went without, you know. And there's just, there's so many memories. Dancing, singing in the kitchen, music going, us cleaning, you guys playing, you know, all of us together with you guys. I mean, you know, going to all her plays and stuff, going through pictures and finding all these pictures of us and just her smile lit up. And us with her, you know, and our smiles on our faces that we're so happy. And I'd give anything to have that Deanna back. But I am happy that she's not suffering. She's not in the streets, mm -hmm. you know. And she died surrounded by people that loved her. And I think that was the, the ultimate reward for her coming home, you know. And I think hopefully that. She's able, she was able to forgive herself at the end because she knew that you guys were there for her and you guys loved her no matter what. So thank you to everybody for coming and showing your support. We love everybody and we appreciate you all. Good morning. Thank you, everybody, for coming. Um, my name is Ed Kilgore, and I'm, I was Deanna's stepdad, so I saw her all, all her teenage years and when she married Israel and all that. She was such a beautiful little girl. She was smart. She had a beautiful voice. She sang, sang beautifully. And it, it's just so sad that the drugs got a hold of her, and, it, and none of us have ever been able to, to convince her to leave the drugs. But I am very, very thankful that God chose to bring her back the last couple of months so she could be there for her boys. And I'm thankful that you boys were there. And just remember this, drugs just do a terrible thing to you. If anybody in this room or know anybody that does drugs, please, please get away from the drugs. They're going to ruin your life. And I just want to, want to share that with everybody because it's just such a shame. She was such a beautiful girl, beautiful mother, just beautiful in every way. So I just want to say thank you, Lord, and may, may God be with Deanna in heaven. Thank you very much. was Deanna's annoying little sister-in-law. I always wanted to be with her. I was, she never made it seem like she didn't want me around, but I knew, I know me. I was annoying. <laughs> Later in life, I became Israel's fat sister. She, um, she, there was a little, she just came just out of nowhere and I'm taking the voice. And we said, no, you're not. I'm taking the voice. No, you're not. So I stopped her and the only thing she yelled at is, Israel, get your fat sister off of me. 
She could have said so much more. She could have said, but that wasn't Deanna. She was kind. She was hard. And that, her heart was pure. And that's the only thing she could come up with. There was, there was many times where, you know, we would always, you know, I, I, like I said, I always wanted to be over there. And when she became a mother, I was walking home from school, and me and Pops are only 10 years apart from each other. So I was, I was 10 years old, and my dad said, hi, aunt. And I was just like, aunt, oh, here's another nickname because I'm a little pesty little aunt. And that wasn't the case. I had became an aunt. She had brought Pops into the world. Um, and Israel came and picked me up and said, can you come and clean the house before she gets home from the hospital? I went and I cleaned, and it wasn't dirty, but there was dishes, and so I cleaned the dishes. A couple days later, Israel told me, do you know what Deanna did when she got home? I said, what? She rewashed all the dishes you already washed. <laughs> and I, I didn't understand. I was just like, oh, okay. So then I asked her, how do you wash dishes? Like, what did I do that you, that, so she showed me. Till this day, I don't do it often, but when I do, I wash dishes the way she taught me. You fill up the sink with the hottest water as you can stand it. Soap, you throw on all your silverware. You let that sink. You put your cups in. You wash your cups. Then you do your plates. You do your bowls. Then you do your silverware. Pots are last. And, and I said, why do you wash your silverware last? She said, because that's gross. Those need, a, those need a soak in that water. <laughs> and I said, oh, oh, OK. So to this day, I wash my silverware last. And it's just like the little things that, you know, that she's left with us. And when she's came with, she's came with us and I, I, we tried helping her and, and I was going to take on and I was going to take, take care of her. And she told me, I'm going to go for a walk. And I said, um, why don't you just wait, you know, until somebody gets here and then we'll go, no, I'm going to go for a walk. I'll be fine. She went for a walk and didn't come back. Filed a missing persons report and they called me. They're like, she's not missing. I said, yeah, she's missing. I, I, she hasn't came home. She's, she's not here. And, and she, she was just going to go for a walk. And they're like, I'm standing right in front of her. She doesn't want to come back. And I said, okay. And I was just like, so that's it? You, you're not going to make her? And she's like, no, she's an, she's an adult and she seems fine. And I said, okay. So, but during that time that she was with us, she remembered so many things. And she, we would talk about you know, and the boys, and she would still treat them like, you know, like they were babies, where she, where she left off at. When she came back, she picked up where she left off at. And she held on to that. And as time went on, this last time that she came home, and they, you know, were telling me that she was sick, and, she, you know, that they didn't think she was going to make it. And I started getting upset and angry, and I was just like, God, this can't be it. Like, this can't. Can these boys get a break? Can they at least get some time with their mom? Some... And I would just kept thinking, and I was just like, and, and I, was, I was very upset. And I went to go see her, and I just broke down because that's not the Deanna that I knew. That's not the Deanna. Even when she came back the last time, she still didn't look like she looked like the pictures, but she didn't look like that Deanna that was laying in that bed. And... Um, and I just kept, you know, just praying to God and praying, like, please, like, I know you're the Almighty, you're a miracle worker, please, this can't be it. And I, given the situation, the outcome was the most beautiful outcome that could have happened. She was home. She came home. 
she wasn't very long, but she came home, and she was back with her mom and her boys. And I heard Connie say, like, it wasn't what we wanted, but it was going to happen. And the closure that we can get is she came home. Even if it wasn't very long, she came home. And I do believe you guys got some, were able to talk to her and to see her. Because it would have been more, it would have been devastating and harder if it would have happened any other way. And that phone call that you got to bring her home, that, that was the phone call you needed. And I just want to share this, this poem, Letting Go. The angels gathered near your side, so very close to you, for they knew the pain and suffering that you were going through. I thought about so many things as I held tightly to your hand. Oh, how I wish you were strong and happy once again. But your eyes looked homeward to the place beyond the skies where Jesus held his outstretched arms. It was time to say goodbye. I struggled with my selfish thoughts for I wanted you to stay so we can talk and walk again like we did just yesterday. But Jesus knew the answer and I knew you loved him so. So I gave you life's greatest gift, the gift of letting go. This is really, really hard to do. I'm sorry. <clears throat> Deanna and I met in Juvenile Hall. We both got into some trouble. We clicked right away. <clears throat> we became very close. We ended up in a girl's home together. And um, I don't know, she just made my days better. We became really close friends. And pretty inseparable. And she met my cousin and they got married. We became mothers together. Same time, our kids are the same age. Our firstborn. And second, I believe. She was a really good mom, and she loved you guys so much. We were really close. We used to hang out, go swimming, Sally and Ed's, and just, it was, we had a lot of fun. She was a really good mom to you, to you guys. We started drinking and partying a little bit, and then it just got out of hand, I guess. So for that reason, I have some guilt. I stopped, and she didn't. We tried helping her, but she didn't want the help. I just wish I could have done more, but she was a very good friend to me. Very, when we're in juvenile hall, we helped each other get through that. I don't know, I just, I miss her. And I remember when we tried to get her to come home she was just adamant she didn't want to 
said no, and I felt like there was nothing more I could do, but now the time has gone on, I just wish I would have done more. I did go see her in the hospital. I told her that I asked her if she remembered me. She said she nodded yes. This was on February 1st. I told her that I loved her, and she actually said, I love you. Anyway, I'm just really sorry for your loss. We had some good times together, and she'll be greatly missed. Thank you. Robert. A video has been made so that we can reflect back on Diana's life. If you'd like to just stand for a moment with me while we prepare the video, lead us in a small word of prayer. Father, thank you again for being here. We come to you on this occasion with heavy hearts. The pain that we feel is beyond words. When Diana died, we lost a daughter, a mother, a grandma a niece, a close friend. We lost a piece of ourselves, we readily admit, to our feelings of confusion. We're sad, and the sorrow is more than we can bear. Lord, I pray today that you will comfort all friends and family that are here, I pray. In Jesus' name.
Amen. May be seated.
Don't be angry if I wash his feet with my tears and dry them with my hair. My hair, you are there. The night Jesus found me. You did not feel what I felt when he wrapped his loving arms around me. And you don't know the cost of the oil. Oh, you don't know the cost of my praise. You don't know the cost of the oil in my alabaster Diana was a unique and amazing young woman. And today we're here to celebrate her 47, 46 years of life and uh, mourn her tragic death. And as you know, Diana's death was has shaken the whole family. Even though each one of us know that this is where we are all going to end up, one day we'll be up here speaking about you. Yet we tend to live life like it's, well, there's no end to it. And so we've all been careless, I'm sure. We've all done some very dumb things. And so we can go back and we can try to speculate and we can try to maybe stir up some old rumors or you know, probably guess as to what was going on through her mind. But you know, I, I, I don't want to go back there. I, I just want to share with you on some of the things that I know. Well, first and foremost, I was able to spend uh, the last couple of days with her. I was there twice the day before, and then when I got the phone call that it happened, you know, we continued to pray for, for Sally and the kids. But the one thing that I do know, and what I've heard even here today is, Deanna loved. She loved. She loved her family. She loved you guys. She loved her mom. She loved. She loved animals. She would bring them home, tie them to the tree, <laughs> try to keep and adopt every animal that she would find, whether it was a dog or a cat or, you know, I don't know, a rabbit. A rabbit? <laughs> she brought them all home. That's right, a goose. One story that was told to me is that when one of those poor animals died, well, she had a service. Full-blown service, prayer and everything for the poor animal. I heard that she loved to cook. She was a good cook. She made the best taquitos uh, spread with mayonnaise, arroz con pollo, you know, was some of her favorites, just, just about anything. And she would, she loved to eat, it, except for that green cacamole that she would say. <laughs> uh, that's uh, guacamole for those of you of the... English persuasion. And, and uh, who doesn't like guacamole, really, you know? But she, uh, yeah, I guess there's some people that don't. Her boys, okay, they picked that up as well, huh? But she loved, to, she loved to cook. She loved to give. She loved people. She, she, there wasn't a stranger. There wasn't a stranger in her midst. Everybody, 
she met, you weren't a stranger. She knew you like right off the top, even though that's the first time you ever met her. She loved her brother, Larry. Larry, I understand that she stuck up for you a lot. Some of the spankings that you were supposed to get, she got. <laughs> and uh, if you were ever in trouble, she would make sure that she would back you up somehow. As a matter of fact, I understand that um, she would do her, his homework. So you graduated because of her. Israel, too. Huh? I guess she did everybody's homework. Deanna loved people. She loved. She loved her friends. That's the kind of person she was. Deanna is also another thing that we know about her is she is loved. She's loved just by the outpouring of love that is being poured out right now. You know, and I know you may feel guilty. Every one of you probably do. Could have done more, should have done more, could have said more. But you know, sometimes when we're in that place that, well, you, you've been there, no matter what anybody says to you, it just doesn't seem to resonate, doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Very stubborn. But even then, you still loved her. And you gave to her. She is loved. She is loved by all those that are here right now. And I just want to say one last thing is finally that Diana is loved by God. God created her. And he put her together. In Psalms 136, excuse me, 139, it says, O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and you know when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, behold, O Lord, you know it all together. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Where shall I go from your spirit, or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. And if I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, and the light about me be night, even the darkness is not dark to you, the night is bright as the day, for darkness is as light with you. Regardless of where you go, God loves you. And he desires for you to continue on and bear his image. And he desires for you to know his son, Jesus Christ. Because it's only through the blood of Jesus that we get accepted into the kingdom of heaven. People ask me, why Jesus? Well, because that's, first of all, that's what the Bible says. The Bible preaches it, I believe it, and that's just it. It's only Jesus. Why not Muhammad, or why not Buddha, or why not Confucius, or why not any of these other people that are out there? Well, you know, because Jesus died on a cross. Well, there are a lot of people that died on a cross. They did. I mean, at the time of Jesus' death, there were three people, him and two other guys. Prior to that, they, they had thousands of crucifixions all the time. It was just something that the Romans did. They were good at it. 
But a lot of people died on the cross. You see, but die, Jesus Christ died a, a perfect man. Well, there are a lot of people that probably died as perfect people as well. So why only Jesus? Why only is he the only way? Well, because Jesus Christ was buried in an empty tomb that was borrowed. There were a lot of people buried in empty tombs. And all those people are still there, still there today. But the reason why only Jesus is because he is the only one that resurrected on the third day. There is no other historical account of anybody else even claiming to have done such a thing. And even though the Bible preaches and teaches that Jesus Christ resurrected, there are extra biblical accounts that claim that they recognize the resurrection of Jesus Christ. This is not just a, a little event. It, it so rocked the world that all of time is separated by his birth from the B.C. to A.D. And everything is marked by Jesus Christ coming onto this planet to die for people just like you and me. And all it takes is for each one of us to claim that gift that he wants to give you, which is eternal life. And I got to live my life for him. And we live our life for Jesus Christ and only him. Because he is God incarnate. He is God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and there's no other. One God and three. And because of who he is and because of what he's done, he's provided a lifeline for each person that placed their faith in him. Now here in a few weeks, we'll be celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And many people will probably do it with Easter baskets and bunnies and chocolates and barbecues and such. The resurrection is much more than that. The resurrection is the fact that Jesus Christ died for a sinner just like me, just like you. And he applied his blood that's on the cross to my sin. And he's taken that sin away and he's given me access into heaven, into all eternity. You can share that as well if you commit your life to Jesus Christ. Let me ask you to stand. Jesus said in John chapter 14, Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. And you know the way. Jesus said, I am the way. He didn't say he can point you to the way. He is the way. I am the truth. Not that he can debate the truth or argue the truth or probably kind of share some truth. He is truth. And he is the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. One of two things that we're forced to deal with in that verse. Either Jesus is Lord and everything he says there is true. That he is the only way. He's the only truth, and he is the only life, or he's a liar. 
can't have it both ways. He is the only truth. He is the only way. And he is the only life. And what you do with that will determine your destination. No one comes to the Father except through him. Father in heaven, I want to thank you once again for an opportunity that you give us of friends and family just to remember. We have been going back over pictures and stories, and, and Lord, there are a lot of things that come to the forefront. Help us to remember that Diana loved. She was loved. And she's also loved by you. And Lord, we know that one day we will spend eternity with you for those that have committed their life to you. And so we leave Diane, Deanna here with you in your hands, Father. And we pray you continue to lift her up. I pray for this family. I pray your, your, your constant love and comfort and all that's going to take place from this point forward. For those that have brought something so that we can share this, uh, this meal, I pray that you bless those hands that put these things together, that you bless the food that we're about to eat and just the time that we share together. Thank you, Father, for this hour that you've given us to remember and celebrate Deanna Gutierrez. Thank you once again, I pray, in Jesus' name. And everyone says, amen, amen and amen. We'll be up here for a moment if you'd like to come up and have a word. Uh, otherwise, we'll meet you next door.